This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the petition to rename the sequel to Now You See Me to Now You Don't. It makes sense. It just makes sense. I saw men die. I did too. For Deus, on fire with their faith. Your martyrs may have been on fire, Father, but it was not with the Christian faith. I saw them die. I saw them die. They did not die for nothing. Indeed not. They're dying for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that tried to bring Christianity to Japan. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And we are here today to do silence. All right, so this is just going to be 45 <laughs> minutes of no We nothing. just are not talking for the rest of this. <laughs> um, What'd you think? I liked it a lot. Me too. I liked it a lot. I think it, I think it, you definitely feel the length of the film for yes. sure. Um, but it's Scorsese, so. It is Scorsese, and uh I was thoroughly impressed with almost the entirety of of the film. Yeah, um, yeah. There's maybe one or two things that yeah. I have going against it, yeah. but like overall, yeah, it was very good. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was cool. So yeah. I guess we'll get into it. Go ahead. All right. So today we're doing Silence that came out in 2016, directed by Martin Scorsese. You have surprisingly your main character Andrew Garfield, who yep. plays Rodriguez in it. You have Adam Driver, who plays Garupe. You have Liam Neeson, who plays Ferrara. You have... Here we go. Here we go. Issei Ogato, who plays Ino. And then you have Yozuki Kubozuka, who plays Chijiro. Mm-hmm. And that's really like your main cast. That's who you need to know in the film. Yep. And Silence is about, uh, in the 17th century, two Portuguese Jesuit priests travel to Japan in an attempt to locate their mentor who is rumored to have committed opatacy and to uh, propagate Catholicism. Yes. Um, And yeah, I mean, the first hour of this movie, Mm -hmm. genuinely, like, my eyes were swelling because it made me want to cry. Yeah, man. Like, there were a couple of points where I was like, oh my God, like, this is just heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's... A movie basically just about faith and about how I mean when you when you like watching the movie and you're seeing these people who just care so deeply about something and they mm-hmm. are so passionate about it and they are willing to to practice this religion that is pretty much outlawed and banned and if they are found to be practicing it they will be killed yeah. or they will be tortured mm-hmm. And they still do it just because they believe in it so, so much. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Be- I mean, it really is. It, and I'm not joking is. when I'm telling you that when I was watching it, literally the first hour, I was almost in tears. For me, it was more of like the last hour. Yeah, like see, the last hour, I was like, I was borderline like ready to cry at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh my God, like the shit that Rodriguez is going through. Yeah. I mean, when you, yeah, when you get to like Rodriguez is like the turning point for him mm-hmm. and when i mean look because the movie where he starts off the, him and adam driver like mm-hmm. they are both at like a 10 like yeah. you know like they're there like <laughs> yeah they're 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 like fully believing in the faith and they are so passionately they're so passionate about it and then by the end of this movie i mean it is just they are beaten and battered mm-hmm. and i mean specifically rodriguez because yeah. obviously there is a death in the in the film mm-hmm. um 
There's a few deaths. There's actually. quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are correct. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I mean he is just a broken man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, the the end shot is just gorgeous. Mm, like, yeah, just perfect. <laughs> like it's just so. Mm. Oh, it just made the whole film worth it. You yeah. know. I was actually really surprised with Andrew Garfield. So was I, man. I I saw him. I was impressed with him in the Social Network when mm-hmm. when we when we reviewed that, I, and I thought I was like, oh, all right, he's actually like a capable actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I haven't. I, and then I only pretty much know him from fucking Spider Man, and I've never really seen him in anything else. Well, um, we did never let me go with him. Oh right, yeah, and that eh, eh, like he <laughs> just, he did not live up to par for it. Yeah. And then even Spider Man, he was kind of okay. Yeah, but I, I was, don't. I was pleasantly surprised with his performance. I think he did a, like an amazing job. Yeah, and I don't know if that's like partly to do with Scorsese, like just bringing it out of him, but like he really stepped up to the plate for this film. Yeah. Adam Driver is another actor for me where I'm kind of on the fence about if I feel like he's a good actor or not. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I haven't seen enough of his... Actually, I don't know if... Oh, yeah. No, I did see one movie with him called Marriage Story. Yeah, Marriage Story and, and like, I Star thought, Wars. I, I thought he did decent. I thought he did decent in Marriage Story. But, yeah, mm. also, you know, I was a little confused on his accent in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know what, man? Like, when you're first introduced to him, he has, like, that heavy, like, Portuguese accent. Yeah. And then it just switches to Adam Driver accent, yeah. like, throughout the rest of the film. And it's like... All yeah. right, like especially too, like when they're in the cabin, starting off, uh-huh. where when they first get to, I think it's Goto. Yep, and they're in the cabin, and they just gotta like stay there because if they're seen by anybody, they're probably gonna get tortured and killed. Mm-hmm. And he's just getting like frustrated while being in there, and yeah. you really hear like his normal accent come through. Yeah, and it's like not the best. Yeah, I was like Garupe. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, man? Who are you now? <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean. His character I really enjoyed, though. I did, too. I don't think that he got enough screen time to really, like, flush out, like, who he is as a character. But I think, like, from what you got, especially, too, like, later on once Rodriguez is captured and Group A returns, you really, like, that's a very powerful scene for his character to show, like, how faithful he is and how much he truly cares about the cause. When, yeah, when when Group A dies, man, I was like... Oh no! Like fuck! And yeah. like the like the way that he dies, getting drowned j- mm. to save another girl. Oh, I mean the family, the whole yeah. family. I mean it was just like it's heartbreaking. This movie is heavy. Like yeah. it is not a light movie at all, and it's a very very different Scorsese film than most Scorsese films. And I remember actually watching an interview for him with, with Scorsese when he did Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. and. And they were like, the, the the guy who was doing the interview was like, so what's like, I think they asked him something similar to like, do you have any projects that you've like been wanting to do and you haven't like gotten around to or that you just haven't done yet? And Scorsese was like, yeah, there's a, there's like, there's this book called Silence that I've been, that, that I absolutely love and I really, really want to like do it. And I don't know, I guess it just kind of was like one of those things where he just felt like he wasn't like a good enough director yet to make this film, which I think is actually very admirable because- yeah. For him to be like, for Still him, for, for him, yeah, for him to be like working in the business for like whatever fifty plus years, mm-hmm. and at the time it was probably like forty plus years, and for him to just be like, I'm not, I'm not ready to make that film yet, because in a way this is like an epic, like it is, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a small kind of confined epic, but I would kind of classify this as one, mm-hmm. um, 
And for him to just be like, I'm not ready yet. And then he waited another, like an additional, like probably over 10 years to, to make it. I mean, he, the man just was like waiting decades to make this movie and he finally did it. And I don't know. I mean, it's just impressive as hell. You Which know? is crazy, too, because, like, Martin Scorsese is, like, one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah. And for him to be that humble and be like, I can't make this I'm yet. not ready yet, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great. I love Imagine it. Tarantino getting a hold of this first, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a different film it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I thought that, for the most part, this film was paced pretty much perfectly. I think so, too. I do, Like, one of the small things that I have against it is and I didn't realize this like last week when I recommended like hey we're gonna do silence yeah I did not realize one that it was Scorsese at the time oh really and two that it was two hours and 45 minutes yeah, long three hours and yeah. I was like wow I'm in it for this one aren't I <laughs> and um like you said like it is paced like perfectly yeah almost it it just like at points it drags you, you could it feel drags. that it's a long film oh yeah and I guess that has to do with, like, flushing out, like, everything and all the characters. And yeah. then you have, like, characters like Kichiro, yeah. who you you kind of, like, are seeing almost like a Judas-type situation with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his character was really interesting, although, like, after, I think, the third time... Of him repenting, I, I, was, I was just so I was pissed so off. So sick of him, honestly. I know, I know. Like I was so fucking I was sick done. of him. I was just like, and and I mean, also, you know, um, Rodriguez was also sick of him. Yes, but like and, he just couldn't do it. He had to turn the other teeth. Yeah, the other and, cheek. You know, and it, but like you know, so it's just like one of those things where it's like the audience. Like it's weird when a character in the film is like growing tiresome of a, of another character <laughs> yeah. and they and they visually show that to you and then you as well are also just like man I'm fucking sick of this like I'm getting like because for me it's not like like for me it was genuinely just like man like I'm really like over this guy like I just I just don't care like I, he's going to show up in another 35 minutes and be like oh I want to repent I want to repent it's just yeah. like like dude like just like I just feel like his I understand his character mm-hmm. and like I understand like why but I don't know. Like I feel like we maybe have we maybe did it like three more times than we needed to do it. Like yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> you honestly, know, the second time around because they show like his backstory of where it's like his whole family was killed and he stepped on the plaque yeah. to like really show that like okay he's not a Christian in right. their eyes right. so he can go and live. And then the second time around, I was like, okay, this is his moment for redemption with it, and I understand that time why he yeah. didn't. Because again, he it's an hour and a half in. It's halfway yeah. through the film. You got to keep him around. Yeah. But by the third time when he's in the prison with Rodriguez, I'm like, can you can you fucking stop? Yeah. Like you brought yourself into here, and now you're still going to like chicken out of it. Yeah. It's- and and with him too, like giving up Rodriguez for silver mm-hmm. and then trying to be like oh i never took the silver and it's like but then why did you do this yeah <laughs> like like what was your purpose yeah i didn't i didn't really love his character but i do understand the point of his character and like yeah. like you know what he means and like the oval in the overall arcing of the film mm-hmm. i just I, I don't know like it's just one of those things where it's like man like i kind of just wish we didn't do this 
it was just like going around in circles with him and I was just and I, again like I understand the point of it but like it was just tiresome honestly it really was yeah. I was just like man like I'm over this guy like for me he definitely like just annoyed me mm-hmm. when he kept showing up and I'm just like oh my fucking god like I just don't care about him anymore like well, I, I don't care about his character I wanted that like redemption moment with him yeah because the, you... dude the first time when they when they when he like is like sitting there like looking like sitting on the rocks and he's like you know when he kind of like runs away because he feels like he doesn't deserve it because and then you like realize what happened and that he that he pretty much gave up his family and and let them die just mm-hmm. so he could like survive and whatever and, and he, you know and he's holding that over his own head um like i thought that was a very powerful moment and, yeah. and when he like you know he says that he wants forgiveness and and you know and and he does his confession like I was like, okay, that was like very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. But again, like once you do it like four times, like you kind of like lose the potency of it, you yeah. know, like it's just no longer like, um, like, and, and again, I guess that kind of is the point, mm-hmm. but it's just, it just wasn't enjoyable to watch. It was just, it was just like another scene where I'm just like, man, this is fucking boring. Like, yeah. I know, like we know what's going to happen here. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, there, there was like one hilarious, like accidentally hilarious point in the film mm-hmm. that like I lost my shit over. So when... At this point, like, when Rodriguez goes off and, like, tries to find, like, the other city to, like, have everybody repent and everything. And then when him and Grupe have to split up because it's getting too dangerous. Yeah. And Rodriguez comes back to Godo. Yeah. And it's all destroyed. Mm -hmm. And there's just cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first thought was, oh, my God, they turned everyone into cats. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, wow. What a different movie this would be. (laughs) (laughs) These wizards against Christians. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would be a different type of film. That would, but um, you know, the movie is mm-hmm. fucking beautiful. It is. It's a gorgeous film with a beautiful soundtrack, and everything is so powerful. Yeah, especially when you get to that city when Kichiro, like, he decides, like, okay, I'm not going to out myself as a Christian for the second time. Right. And then you have the three men who stand up to it as Christians, and they're put on the crosses. Yeah. And Dude, that is a cool. emotional mm-hmm. and just pow- like when he starts singing the hymn. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Again, like so like cool. tears like coming out of my eyes. Like I could just feel them swelling up. I'm 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 actually like feeling them <laughs> swell up right now just talking about it because it's really like just sad. Yeah, you know. And one thing that I guess could be a little bit of a con, and I'm not sure if you noticed it, but like there is there are a few moments in this film that the audio sounds like not great. It sounds like really distorted and it sounds really, and, and, and I imagine it's because they were like on location really like doing this and like they're in the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah. So like it can only be like so good. And there, there's almost like a charm to it that I actually kind of liked about it a little bit more because again, it kind of makes this film feel a little bit more old school and it made it feel like an epic where mm-hmm. You, where like the audio is like just like a little just staticky and whatnot and and it, and it just makes it feel a little bit more or just like we are there yeah. you know what I mean opposed to just like that super crisp clean audio mm-hmm. but it was a little strange because Scorsese has been doing this for so long that you would think that he would kind of have everything like locked down to a T I don't know if you even noticed it but I definitely did I did yeah. like specifically with the water shots yeah definitely yeah um, but I mean again there's kind of like a charm to it as well so mm-hmm. I don't know it's kind of like a pro and a con for me um but i mean yeah when when they are drowning them i mean dude it is just rough mm-hmm. like and and you have rodriguez and Garupe like up watching because yeah like there's so many 
like times in this movie where they're just kind of like observing. Yeah. And you know, they're being searched for and hunted for because uh, the, the Japanese know that they're there. So like they're looking for them, but they can't find them. So it's pretty much just like a cat and mouse game of like them grabbing whoever they can grab who, and they know that they're like Christians and they know that they, that they know where Grupe and Rodriguez are. Um, and they're like trying to like, you know, have them like give them up and also like repent and, and like, you know, say like, Oh, you know, we're no longer going to like follow this religion anymore. And mm-hmm. when, when they're like watching all of these people like have to either like step on the stone of Jesus or, or they spit they on the cross, spit on the then, cross or yeah. they, or they crucify them or whatever it is. I mean, and they're just watching. I mean, it is so heartbreaking mm-hmm. and you know, like, I don't know, like when, when they're watching them and I guess this is like a testament to um, Andrew Garfield's performance. Like you can really just feel like how, they like they want to go out and save them yeah but, but they, they can't, can't. Mm-hmm. and i mean that is probably like one of the ultimate dilemmas especially for somebody who believes so like passionately about their religion yeah and it kind of boils down to like at some points more of survival tactics than anything else yeah where they know like they have to play like the long game for this yeah in order to get anywhere mm-hmm. and then you have the introduction of you know the the main antagonist yeah and he is just very charismatic and brings like a whole other light to where it's like well why would we want christianity like it's not anything that we want and you people are just coming in and invading and then just trying to like to his eyes basically brainwash everyone yeah into it so like he brings up like a whole another thing and then you have ferrara which is I want to yeah I want to talk about his character yeah Liam Neeson's character which I don't know if you knew but apparently there was like this weird kind of like mix up where very close Martin Scorsese almost had Daniel Day Lewis to play Ferrara no and I was like man what a what a fucking (laughs) but I mean Liam Neeson's fantastic so you're you're not trading out one good for bad like. <laughs> you, well, you would have rather had Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Let's be. Uh, I, I think, know you would think have Daniel Day Lewis is a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit better than yeah. Liam Neeson. He would have gone to Japan and gone to like the area Daniel, where they don't Danny Day Lewis would have become a Japanese man. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he would have. He would have divorced his wife <laughs> and just went to Japan. Yeah, but um, his character mm-hmm. is incredibly crazy because half of the film is also besides like trying to bring Christianity to Japan is also to try and find Ferrara to make sure that he hasn't apostatized. Right. So, like, his... Ferrara is... I don't know if you've actually ever seen the the film, but Ferrara, to me, was very similar to Apocalypse Now, Mm -hmm. where you have these guys going out to go find Marlon Brando's character. And because... Marlon Brando's character is like he like was fighting the you know it's the Vietnam War he's fighting and then he kind of just like disappears there and then they're like well we think that he's like become one of them and he's like now like running a cult and like he's like a cult leader and it felt very much like Apocalypse Now at least like because the whole film is kind of like them trying to find Ferreira. Like, they, they kind of get sidetracked. It's kind of like a video game where it's like, here's your main quest. And then yeah. here's all these, like, side quests. And you end up doing all the side quests first. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, wait. We got to go do this main one. <laughs> we got to get uh, buff for it. <laughs> you know? So, like, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a it's definitely a different scenario for sure but it's not that far like the essence is kind of similar where it's like he went he was here and and he he went here for like a specific reason and then found himself liking it here yeah and you know and i mean i don't know necessarily if you would say that Ferreira likes it but it kind of mm. seems like he does a bit to me like it seems like it kind of started off where he was like get it you know like he was found out there and then they were like kind of torturing him and whatnot mm-hmm. but then i think he's maybe he just like kind of learned to like live with it i don't know i don't know if it's that like i feel like again it was kind of like a survival technique like he had to apostatize because he knew that he was going to keep getting tortured and like murdered and almost felt like where he was kind of like a just leader at that point where if he does this then he sets everybody else free so he was thinking more so for like the people yeah because you can even see like from the interactions especially to when they get to the point where they're both looking at like items and seeing if there's any sign of like christianity into it yeah yeah he has this look on his face throughout the entire film where it's like he knows that this isn't right and he knows this isn't what he wants to do but this is what he has to do to survive see i don't know i feel like i feel like i feel that with Rodriguez, but mm-hmm. I don't really, I didn't really feel that with Ferreira. I personally, I, yeah, I, I, I get it because I definitely feel it with Rodriguez. Yeah, Ferreira though, I really feel like, except for maybe writing the book about how Christianity doesn't work. Yeah, because that is like kind of your base point of like, nope, <laughs> he definitely is into what they're selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he he wouldn't have written like that whole thing. But yeah. again, he might have been forced to do so. Possibly, Otherwise, yeah. he would be killed. And maybe he just likes living more than the church. Yeah, and that and that brings up an interesting point because you know they they say that a bunch where it's like it's like they kind of the Japanese who are like trying to be Catholics and Christians they they kind of are. They, they don't fear death at all. Yeah. But all ironically of, enough, Rodriguez, Ferreira, and Garupe. Um, Garupe are all scared of death. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's an interesting point because mm-hmm. they all believe, you know, all the Japanese are like, but we're going to go to paradise and we don't have to work and we don't have to do anything. And it's just going to be like, like all love. Like there's not going to be any hate up there. Mm-hmm. And if you do truly, truly believe in your faith, then and in a way, you really shouldn't be scared of death. And they kind of aren't at all. Meanwhile, it's an interesting point that Ferreira and Rodriguez and Grupe are kind of all scared of death. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that you know way, what I too. Mean? Yeah, because you have that scene where it's like once Rodriguez gets captured and he's yelling to the other captives where it's like, what are you doing? Like, they're going to kill us. Just repent. Like, say that, like, yeah. you're not Christian. And the one looks at him and is like, but we can go to paradise then. And yeah. it's like, well, you just shot yourself in the foot of who you are, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. This is, like, you have people that are, like, learning the religion that are more faithful. Yeah. And I guess they kind of, like, chalk it up in the film where it's like, oh, they believe in some form of Christianity. Like, the Christianity that they can understand. Yeah. Because, like, there's a whole other aspect to it with, like, the language barrier and, like, their beliefs involving with it. Yeah. Because then you have, like, you know, the son of god mm-hmm. which is literally just the sun to them yeah right so it's they like don't yeah they uh, it's it, interesting yeah i mean it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to understand in certain points mm-hmm. but again like you you really get the characters 
Like, you really feel for, like, Rodriguez, and you understand, like, why he's doing the things that he does. Yeah. You know, there was one thing that I was a little confused on, Mm -hmm. and that was when Rodriguez is captured and, like, put in, like, that little, like, cage. Yeah. Um... I was very confused on the maybe maybe it was just because the movie was like at that point like getting kind of long and I'm like all right like I, maybe I just like missed something but I was very confused on the dynamic of what was going on when he was in prison there yeah because I remember him saying that even the guards were like Christians or believe in some form of Christianity yeah and they also wanted to like confess their sins to him and they because they, they, he mentioned how they were like you know how or, like, they say to him, like, you know, I've tortured so many people and whatnot, and, like, they feel bad for what they're doing. Yeah. But then, and I, I was also a little confused on, like, the whole, like, thing where, what's-his-name kept saying, like, it's just a formality, it's just a formality. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that you that you still are going to be Christians. Yeah, so it's but like... But we what, also just need to, like, see that you d- are going to step on this. That, mm-hmm. I thought, I, I don't know, I was a little confused because when they fucking decapitate that guy... Yes, that is the fullest, like, act of, right, like, okay. Right, but, like, did you see how, like, they were acting toward... Like, like him and the guard were, like, laughing and, like, yeah. talking to one another and just, like, shooting the shit, like, oh, you know, like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, just another day. And then they just come up and fucking decapitate him. I was very confused on, like, the dynamic of, like, who is against who? Mm-hmm. Why are they being friendly with one another? Like, like, I was just really confused on that. That same thing, too, like, when the whole, like, cage situation, it's like... Well, why would you allow Rodriguez then to like serve mass almost yeah. to like all of them inside the cage? Like, right. why why would you do that if you're trying to break them of Christianity? Yeah, I think this movie. I think I need to watch this movie again to like mm. fully grasp it. There's definitely some things that I feel like I missed. Yeah, because I just I wasn't fully understanding that at all. But I will say that fucking decapitation that really puts the nail in the coffin of like, oh fuck, this is where they are. Yeah, and. It was crazy as yes. hell. Like, <laughs> yes, and then you have the hanging upside down stuff too. Yeah, like the torture. torture. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, also pretty uh, pretty intense. I mean, there's a lot of intensity in this film, mm-hmm. and this is not a movie uh, for the faint of heart. Mm-mm. This is not a movie uh, for a. I wouldn't say I would not call this film a casual moviegoer's film. No, at all. Mm-mm. Like you got to be like invested in in like really the the entirety of this thing you know what i mean like this is almost like a passion of the christ dialed up to three more notches you think i feel like it is because like no man the the passion of the christ is incredibly intense and incredibly powerful but this kind of feels like a a new generation's passion of the christ Mm. in a sense i don't know if that's that's going a little far with it but i i feel like the trials and tribulations of Rodriguez in this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely like a comparison to be made. I think, um, I actually really enjoy the passion like, yeah, it's, as like it's, a film. It's really like, well I mean, done. say what you will with about fucking, uh, what's Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson <laughs> uh, say what you want. And obviously there, he has said a lot of questionable mm-hmm. shit. Um, and he said some things that he shouldn't have, but, uh, he directed the shit out of that movie. Yeah. And, that's actually a really fucking intense movie, mm-hmm. and maybe we should do that one day. But that's just that's a hard movie to do, man. Yeah, that movie is just that's a tough movie to talk about. How do you critique God? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a tough film. Yeah, to to, to like endure. Um, but we'll probably get around to it at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I guess really the last thing that I kind of want to talk about was how did you feel about 
the incorporation of Jesus talking to Rodriguez. I, I didn't love it. I, I don't know, like, if it kind of came off a little, like, I, I don't want to say, like, hokey, but, like, it came off where, it, even to, like, when he's looking in, like, the water and he sees, like, Jesus's face. Yeah. I get what they were trying to go for, where it's kind of like, you know, Jesus's trials and tribulations are what Rodriguez is going through. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, the voice in his head, like, saying, like, I'm, I've been with you, like, all this time. Yeah. It was cool in a sense, but they didn't bring it up like at any other point in time in the film. So it kind of just felt, felt a little like a little out of place. Yeah, right? it felt yeah. a little shoot in to like continue where he's at in the story. Yeah, especially too like when it, it's a great scene, but when like he finally like steps on it and Jesus says in his head like Go ahead, step on it. I know how you really feel. Yeah, and he steps on it and it goes completely silent for yeah. him doing it, even though he's screaming. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic scene. Yeah. Again, it just kind of felt a little shoot in for mm-hmm. Jesus's voice. Yeah, in his I head. agree. I agree. I kind of wish that they kind of like were doing that all throughout the movie mm-hmm. of like him like in his head and like Jesus talking to him and and like I, I feel like that would have made a little bit more of like a powerful mm-hmm. moment in the film. But I mean, I didn't hate it. No, but it just it felt a little out of place. Yeah, and I guess like you couldn't uh, like now that I'm thinking about it, if you had done it throughout the entire film. It's, it would just be weird then where it's like he can hear Jesus's voice and like it's kind of like he's guiding him then. Yeah. So it's like, why would he go through all these trials then? Kind of. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I don't, <laughs> I don't It just felt like a little off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the last shot, man. I mean, the last shot oh, is, is amazing. It's, it's gorgeous. When, when they give him, you know, when like he's going through and he's preventing any type of Christianity or Catholicism to be able to enter Japan. And, uh, and he ends up having, they end up giving him that wife and that kid and he Mm -hmm. lives his life as a Buddhist. Yeah. Basically. And, um, and they give him a proper Buddhist death Mm -hmm. or or I guess a Buddhist funeral, um, where they like put him in like some, type of like crock a big pot old barrel <laughs> a crock pot. it's gonna be seven hours but we're gonna have some stew after this um you know and and they they burn them they give they give yeah. them they give them uh, a buddhist kind of farewell um but then when that shot of like like it goes through the barrel and and you see like the fire and the flames kind of like engulfing him and then you have the little cross that was given to him like in the beginning or that he had in the beginning of the movie or I don't know. Did he have it in the beginning of the movie? I don't think so. Well, he like had he, it like at some point. Yeah. And I, and I remember him like tucking it like in his little whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when Kichiro gave it. Yeah, to him. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, because at that point, like the movie, you're just kind of like, okay, he's lost all faith. Like he doesn't. Like he's just like a broken man. But then you realize, like, oh no, he actually never like fully lost it. He was just doing. He was just going through the motions just to survive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if again if that really. If that makes me like it or dislike it more, because I feel like in a film that's like this, these characters who feel so passionately about Catholicism and and they feel so strongly about it and for them to, to then just kind of go through the motions of, and, you know, practice Buddhism just to survive opposed to dying for their cause. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I almost feel like he should have died for his cause. I think so, too. Um, in a sense, he did end up dying with his faith, though. Yeah, so, which is beautiful. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Yeah, like had he been found out and then decided like, you know what? I'm done. Like, just kill me yeah. because I want to die for like what I believe in. Right. I feel like that could have been great too. Mm-hmm. But again, the ending to this is incredibly powerful. And yeah. Like, and again, it's based off never, of a book. So yeah. this isn't like a Scorsese, like this was like his own script or whatever. So I don't, and I, I never read Silence. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how, you know, faithful he was to mm-hmm. the, to the book or whatnot. But, um, but I'm sure that the source material is probably somewhat similar to this. So, yeah. uh, you know, he just went with the source material. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just felt like I felt like something was kind of missing there, or like I feel like you know like a puzzle piece was just like uh, like yeah, it just didn't all fit yeah, in place. Yeah. Overall, I give it nine beads out of ten rosaries. <laughs> so, pretty good score. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean it's a great film. It yeah. really is. It's a great film. It's a powerful film, um, and it begs a lot of questions. And and you know, and it's especially if you are of the Catholic faith or the Christian faith, I think this movie will probably hit you especially hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you gotta be, you gotta be really willing to like sit down and endure it, you know? Yeah. So that's all I got. That's all I got to say, Zach. Yeah. Great film. It's a very good film. Yeah. Glad uh, we finally got around to it. Zach, you got a recommendation? I do. Frank, I am not one particular for board games. Uh, me neither. Actually. I, I enjoy them from time to time. However, they have to be like a cool concept and they have to be easy to play. Mm-hmm. I played last night something called. <laughs> Forgot the name of it. <laughs> nope, I got it. Betrayal at House on the Hill. So oh. this is actually kind of like a really interesting board game that is a little confusing. Good. But like once you get into it, it's incredibly detailed and really cool. So I played it last night with like my fiance, my brother and his fiance. And what it is is that like you play as these characters, you have stats and everything, and you are inside this house that's haunted, and you start out with just like three pieces to the board. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like as you keep going into rooms, you add on more to the board. And as you go into them, there'll be like surprise shit where it's like, oh, you fell down a chute into the basement and now you're in the basement or you have to draw like event cards or like omen cards. And once you get to a certain point of like omen cards, then the haunting begins. So one of you ends up becoming the traitor. And there's 50 different scenarios that you can have in this game, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy because there's a lot of replayability. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like you, you won't keep getting like the same exact story. Right. And then it's really just a, mad dash of the people that are remaining trying to survive from the traitor and whatever haunting is going on Mm -hmm. so it's really cool takes a while though i think we did it for about like two hours yeah but i mean that was a first time trying to figure it out right 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 apparently it's supposed to take about an hour but it's really cool all right check it out all right i like uh i like uh a good board game every once in a while. I'm similar. I don't I don't really love board games. Mm-hmm. I got into like these escape room board games for like mm-hmm. a week. <laughs> Just and a I was, week. I was like, all right, well, I'm done with this now. Yeah. But those were like kind of fun. But I don't know. You, ne- you need to also have like, like the right people. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I get competitive. Yeah. But I also get competitive to like enhance the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not really like super competitive, but like. When when everyone sits down, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a lot of shit, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna you know, so you would be perfect for Dungeons and Dragons. 
<laughs> Never played it. Um, but yeah, so cool. What is it called? Betrayal <laughs> at House on the Hill. All right. So that's the board game that we're <laughs> recommending this week. Uh, all right. So next week we are going to be doing a Coen Brothers sort of so sort of a Coen Brothers movie. Sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, they both wrote it. Only one directed it. Yeah. And that is going to be Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, oh. And I know you haven't seen it, Zach. I have not. I'm kind of excited because there's a little bit of a surprise in that movie that I'm hoping that you don't absolutely hate. Uh, and that's it. So look forward to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, Zach, please, please, please take us home. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, nothing grows in a swamp. <laughs>